from the Montclair State University Film Forum. This is Film Forum Extras. Learn about independent filmmaking from pre-production to distribution through the expertise of esteemed film professionals. Join us every week for behind-the-scenes discussions with directors, producers, writers, and more. Welcome, everybody, to the Film Forum Extras podcast. We are here with Amy Adrian. And let's start out with um, just how you start out in the film industry and what inspired you to get into this field. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for having me, you guys. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm a film lover. I love movies. I've always loved movies. My parents love movies. I grew up watching all sorts of crazy movies. Um, and uh, yeah, I was I was just telling my new friend here. Um, I went to Georgetown University for undergrad, and they didn't really have any film program or anything, mm. but they had like a screenwriting class. So I took some screenwriting classes and just absolutely loved it. And from uh, after college, I wound up working in independent film as like a PA, production coordinator, like super low level, just uh, film jobs. And then I worked for a distribution company. Um, but eventually, after a few years, I was like, I want to be the one making the movies. I don't want to be you know, helping other people make, I mean, I do still like helping other people make their movies, but, but I really wanted to make my own film. So I went to film school at UCLA and made some shorts and, uh, yeah. And then I recently made my first feature film, which I'm showing here on campus, which I'm really excited about. Yes. Um, we actually, uh, saw like, uh, through research that this is your first, um, feature film, Mm -hmm. half the picture. Uh, so did you direct it? Did you write it both? Both. Both? Uh, Yeah, it's a documentary, so I feel kind of weird saying I wrote it, but I wrote it, I guess. wrote it, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Quote, unquote. Um, I think if I had given myself a, like, written by credit, I Mm. could maybe have gotten into the Writers Guild. So I was like, oh, man, I should have, like, given myself that credit. But it's like a doc, so it's a little bit of a weird thing. But yeah, I directed it, I wrote it, and I um, produced it with my husband. So we're the two producers of it. Awesome. That must be fun to like work with with your husband and all that kind of stuff with someone like you're close to. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about the like conception of the idea for the film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so the film is it's called Half the Picture and it's a documentary about women film and TV directors. So we interview lots of really established, interesting directors like Eva DuVernay and Lena Dunham, who did Girls and Jill Soloway, who did Transparent and Catherine Hardwick, who did Twilight and Gina Prince Bythewood and Miranda July and just all these really interesting women um, talking about their lives and careers in the business. And basically, I had graduated from grad school at UCLA and I got my MFA in film directing and I made short films and I won a DGA award and the films did really, the short films did really well, but I just like was, it's really hard to like raise money for a feature Mm -hmm. and to like keep Uh, getting opportunities in the business. And so I was finding myself very frustrated and just kind of um, also felt a bit assaulted by all of the statistics about women working as directors. I mean, women direct about 4% of top grossing films, and that number was pretty static over the past 20 years. Um, So it's not very easy for women to have careers as directors. And so I was, that's what I was trying to do And I was having trouble doing it. And I was reading all of this stuff that said it was kind of impossible to do. And so I was like, all right, I need to just talk to women who have done it to, like, 
give myself inspiration and answer the question, like, is this even possible? So that was kind of the inspiration for making it. So did you find it was easier to get funding for that type of movie that was easily relatable to like a lot of women instead of like a narrative film or something like that? Yes and no. Um, we basically only got funding once the film was very far along. I mean, the the difference is with a doc and with a, the kind of doc that we did, you can you can kind of just start shooting. I mean, you we basically bought the gear we needed to make the film. We bought it on credit cards, which is a horrible, terrible idea. Don't ever do it. But <laughs> that was the only way we were going like, to get it started. Yeah, it's, you know, but it's... One of our film professors did that. She was telling us this story. I mean, it's kind of a tricky thing. It's like it's never advice you would give anyone, but at the same time, that's how you start making the thing that you are passionate about making. Like, no one was going to give me money. I hadn't hadn't made a feature film before. It's a a tough subject to raise money for because you're talking about, you know, women's issues and... Like controversial issues. Yeah. Yeah. and women's stories, just generally, people assume that there's not an audience for it and all of those <laughs> like preconceptions yeah. and all of that. So so it wasn't easier to raise money, but we could just start making it as opposed to a narrative film where you do have to have like some chunk of money to get you through production. We kind of just got the gear we needed and then just started shooting and started doing shooting interviews, which we filmed over like a year and a half. So it was like a lower bar of entry to making that kind of film. So I was reading that you had to cut some people out of the documentary. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, Matt Lauer, uh, Charlie Rose. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that? And yeah. Sort of that, the editing process. Yeah. What a crazy, I mean, what a crazy couple of years it's been for so many, many, many reasons. Um, politics, culturally, um, entertainment. It's just been kind of um groundbreaking the changes that are mm-hmm. that we are in the process of going through right now um but yeah we we were editing the film we were the very very tail end of editing the film when all of the Harvey Weinstein stuff came out in October 2017 um and then kind of as that like after that happened it seemed like every few days like one of these key cultural figures Matt Lauer and Charlie Rose and um, like these guys were just kind of dropping like flies and we had this um, I mean our film is our film is a celebration of like women storytellers and women filmmakers and that's what the emphasis of the film is on but in the beginning of the film we have this kind of quick montage section that shows like the highlights of these women's work and we had this piece of like this short clip of Charlie Rose interviewing Karin Kusama we had this piece of Matt Lauer talking about the statistics of lack of women directors we had a director who mentioned like Harvey Weinstein, you know, giving people opportunities. And we had John Lasseter from Pixar in the beginning of the film. And literally all of these guys were caught up in this stuff. And it was all in the first few minutes of the film. And that wasn't the emphasis of that section at all. The section was supposed to be like, here are these women and the incredible work that Mm -hmm. they're doing. So we're like... We can't have an audience look at this because they're just going to be like, oh, remember, I just read this stuff about that guy. Oh, that guy's a creep. That guy. So we had to like rework the whole beginning because it took the emphasis off these women and what they've accomplished. And it was just like these creeps. Mm -hmm. So from like seeing like the footage of people like Harvey Weinstein, Matt Lauer, like like saying the statistics and like 
quote unquote rooting for women to be in the film industry, was it shocking to like then see all the news break out about them? Like about those guys yeah. and their bad behavior? Well, I have to, I mean, it's funny. Like when we first started making the film, we started filming interviews in 2015. And even then, I told my neighbor, who actually works in the film business, he's a writer, and I told him the, what I was working on. And he was like, well, is that, like, in 2015, is that still really an issue that women are dealing with? And, like, of course, 20 years ago, women had it harder, but, like, is this still something that, you know, needs to be explored? And I feel like, you know, one of the silver linings of the Me Too thing and all of these stories coming out is it became very clear, no, these things are very present. They are happening now. And it's not just like some sensitive woman or some crazy woman that I feel like in the past, you know, if someone spoke up, they were just totally, their reputation was destroyed and they were made to seem like cuckoo or whatever. You just, all of the information that came out made it very clear that systemically there were very, very, there are very, very powerful men at the top levels of this business. And in many cases, they're the gatekeepers. It's Harvey Weinstein. It's Les Moonves. It's CBS. It's, um, you know, these Charlie Rose and Matt Lauer, these really powerful people. And, like, that's how they were behaving. That's mm-hmm. how they saw women. Like, that's a big problem. Yeah. So with, like, all the information come, like, from this film, from, like, expressing how, like, they're not really that repre- – women aren't that represented in the film industry – Say if this movie, this question came to my head, say if this movie was made like 20 years ago, do you think it would like make a big impact to audiences or no because of the way the industry was back in the day? I mean, so I guess <clears throat> kind of being a question of like, do I think either then or now the yeah. film can like actually make an change? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a That's a really good question. I hope that it's like one voice in this bigger conversation about the issues that women face. Um, you know, th- thankfully we've shown the film at, you know, the film premiered at Sundance, it played at South by Southwest. Um, and, you know, we had some like really big agents who came to the film and like, you know, the the audience for the film primarily is just a general audience of film lovers because it's a good film with really mm-hmm. great characters and the women in it are just really funny, interesting people. But, um, you know, I do want people in the industry who are powerful to just fall in love with the women in the film like I have and just kind of see the issue not through the lens of statistics, but like here's someone telling their story and they're so smart and they're so good at what they do. And it's been such a hard road for all of them and just kind of recognizing what a tragedy that is and like how much more these women have to offer. So I hope that it will contribute to a change. But I would just say, you know, you can't underestimate how entrenched the power structure is in Hollywood. There are a lot of people who have a lot of power and a lot of prestige and they make a lot of money and they do things the way they've always done them and they Mm -hmm. are not keen to change that. So I think you just can't underestimate, you know the power that exists there and and they're not really looking to open the door to different kinds of voices. Yeah. Is there uh someone that you interviewed that you were particularly particularly uh fond of their work or excited to meet them? I mean, I guess it's the diplomatic answer, but it's also the true answer. It's all of them. I mean, <laughs> and the 
you know, I've said this before, kind of like the good thing and the bad thing with going about the film the way that we made it. You know, we didn't have a big production company. We didn't. I mean, basically, we made the film all by ourselves and we got one equity investor kind of very far along um, toward the end of the film when we were almost done filming interviews. Um, And the challenge with that is that we didn't we had a tiny budget. We had a really, really small budget and we were always hustling and trying to, like, get more for the little that we had and all of that. The wonderful thing about that is. No one, I mean, I completely ran the show and nobody was telling me like, oh, you have to interview this person or don't interview that person or don't let them say that. Or like there mm-hmm. was nothing like that because there was no one who was contributing <laughs> other than like us. Um, so I really got to just reach out to the women who like I've been admiring and whose work I've connected with throughout my whole life. So I, I really feel like every woman in the film is like I have a personal connection to them um, and so I was really excited to just be able to sit down and like ask them whatever I wanted. I mean, some of the like, quote unquote, like bigger women in the film, I have to say, like, even once the interview was scheduled and some of the women were really hard to schedule because they're making huge movies and they're, you know, getting awards and flying around the world and stuff. Um, so some of the women that were harder to schedule Like, I kind of didn't believe the interview would happen until I saw their face in the room. You know, like, I was excited to meet everyone we interviewed. But, like, you know, when Ava DuVernay or Lena Dunham, like, actually walked in the room we were filming in, I was like, okay, this is going to happen. Like, Mm -hmm. until I saw them, I was like, I don't know. If they, if something else comes up, you know, maybe, like, we're going to get pushed. But, um, but yeah, I was really excited to meet every one of them. So, um... Last question: What do you? What would your advice be for uh, filmmakers and female filmmakers coming up today? <clears throat> well, I think, you know, I hope the message of the film is that. I mean, first of all, this is a hard business for anyone, um, and there are particular challenges for women. Um, when you think of a film director, most people think of a certain image. And so you're, if you're not that image, if you're a person of color or LGBTQ or a person with disabilities or a woman or some combination of those, you're just fighting against a history of people who usually do that job not looking like you. Um, so I think it's important to know that you're going to face those challenges, but you need to take that knowledge and like put it in the back of your brain and lock it away and not let that affect your creative work. And you just need to make something that you are absolutely, totally passionate about that, you know, even if it doesn't go to Sundance, even if it's not a huge success, you've made something that says something to the world about who you are. That's a good place to end. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank for coming for in. Here. Thanks for having me. If you are interested in today's discussion, drop by the Montclair State University Film Forum Tuesday nights at 7 in the School of Communication and Media.